0: Sir if you want to brass, some Carson Sestouli, This is Fangraph Studio. My guest on this edition of Fangraph Studio was the inaugural Fangraphs resident back in March. She was the inaugural Fangraphs resident. She also currently serves as the managing editor for Seattle Mariners SB Nation site Lookout Landing. She's Kate Prusser. Kate Prusser is the guest on this program. It's probably fair to say that the good face isn't a concept that necessitated a lengthy examination, and yet it has received one here anyway. That phrase, the good face, is of course a term. From the scouting lexicon used a designated prospect whose facial features seem to prophesy, prophesize, prophecy baseball talent. As I say, Prusser and I, really by accident, not premeditated in any sense. Uh, We discuss it here at some length. We also address some of its lesser well-known variations, its lesser-known variations, like the bad face, for example. A lot of people don't talk about the bad face, and yet here it is. Uh, We also, uh, Prusser, coins the term the good neck probably isn't helpful in any way but is novel so it has that these stirring observations to follow in a conversation uh, with kate Brewster. before we get to the conversation what i would like to do because it is both my privilege and my professional obligation is to announce is to stay is to verify that fangraphs memberships exist a reasonable sum readers of fangraphs.com can support the excellent work that appears at that site and for a slightly less reasonable sum those same readers, should they choose to do it, were they choose, were they choosing to do it, could acquire an ad-free membership, which allows one to browse Fangraphs.com without the burden of banner ads, both facilitating faster loading speeds and also liberating one from the distortive effects of advertising. Fangraphs membership and ad-free membership available only at Fangraphs.com for obvious reasons. Okay, uh, with that we have concluded the advertisement part and almost entirely the introduction part. This edition of Fangraph Saudia. What is it? It is Fangraph Saudia. Who does it feature? Managing editor of Lookout Landing, Kate Prewser. When does it begin? Right now. This is not like a good call. It will be around
1: the whole
0: time as opposed to... To just the beginning. You said that you were what, your general manager that he made some sort of deal?
1: Uh yes, yes. It's um we are not even into the off season proper yet and mm-hmm. they're shuffling people around and moving them on and off the forty man and uh apparently we've claimed something called a let me look at it. We've called something called a David Freitas. From Bra- oh. the Braves. Okay. He's a catcher. So, yeah. um, we need him, I guess, because we have no catching depth, but somebody in our Slack said, I know why we claimed him. Stay tuned. Oh. And then, sunglass eyes emoji. So, there's there's some kind of story here that I'm, I'm anxious to find out.
0: What is the implication of a, uh, the, uh, sorry, the- the implication, the denotation, the connotation of a sunglass emoji.
1: Um, sunglass emoji in this case. Well, see, so emojis are really interesting, I think, because while they are fixed, I mean, you have to treat them as a language, right? So while they're fixed units of language, they're like letters, mm-hmm. um, they're used in differing capacities by different people to mean different things and because like my mom has learned how to use emojis now um and she is not on the internet a lot and so she doesn't know that you know the eggplant emoji is a dirty emoji or whatever mm-hmm. um and and yet she does just fine in figuring out how to uh express her various features she loves emojis uh, yeah So, sunglass emoji. Sunglass emoji, in this case, means I'm very cool because I have the inside track on why we claimed this person who, again, I should look him up. I don't... I've never heard his name. David Freitas. Freitas. Yeah. He looks like a nice young man. Sure.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you're...
1: Got a good, strong chin there. Yeah. A lot of them do. I...
0: I... Uh... A lot of them do, actually. There are a lot of uh, athletes in general that apply to baseball only. Um, a lot of them have, well, they have genetic advantages, I guess, generally, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's the old, um, uh, the cliche of the good face in scouting, mm-hmm. which, of course, is very, very troubling because uh, the good face cliche doesn't. Take into account every baseball player, certainly. And, um, you know, there's some icky racial stuff underlying that, I think. Um, But there's also a, a, a part of it that has maybe a little bit of truth in that, you know, with these strong features that develop and um, say something about the physical development it's so weird when we start talking about baseball players as like a specimen
0: yeah I read um, at at a certain point in the uh, in the past I thought briefly that I would uh, maybe go to graduate school for something like um, American Studies or sort of Cultural Studies or something like Mm this and so I was in particular uh, with regard to um, I think probably sports media the way sport is covered and um, and uh, not, not just covered in journalism but also in literature and i I read at some point along the way a um well a couple of pieces one about the sort of like the the erotic overtones of in particular of the NFL draft and or combine and um and I think so there was like both the erotic overtones and then also the Perhaps more troubling um, the uh, similarities between it and the slave trade because essentially you're just like here are these uh, hunks of meat. Anyway, it's all a thought experiment, of course, um, which isn't to say that there is not um, some element of truth in it. But uh, Oh,
1: no. I, I think every uh, NFL draft, um, when we have the combine, it mm-hmm. is jokingly referred to or maybe not so jokingly referred to um, at times um, – it's noted how much of an auction it can feel like, um, yeah. which is, right. you know, given the uh, demographics of the NFL, is, yeah, it's troubling. And I think yeah. it's something that uh, deserves some thinking about. Who do you about think has. About.
0: Who has. All right. So if you look at the sort of like face to talent ratio, right? <laughs> Generally speaking, um, the that, that term, the good face, is used to designate. A player who also, right, as, as discussed, like has possesses like physical talents, which would, uh, which would aid him in baseball-related performance, right? And you say like he has a certain. It's uh, not, it, and I think it's not always even necessarily a comment on his physicality. Sometimes it's like a glow, right? There's like a magic oh, to him.
1: We are so, so very much in my wheelhouse right now, and I really okay. want to talk about this. Okay. There's one, one thing that I want to loop back to. With um, with language. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, with yeah language go, go. In the way, and, okay. So um, I read an article, I think it was in The Atlantic, about the way that announcers, the terminology that announcers use to describe baseball players. Because, you know, we get that term, who is a grinder, right? A, a gritty mm-hmm. player. And that always seems to be a player who's white, right? Yes. Uh, um, yes. I think,
0: I think uh, one year back when uh, Fire Joe Morgan still existed, they performed... Um, I mean, it was not, not a very lengthy analysis. It didn't have to be. But they looked at the 30 players who won the Grinder Award for their respective teams. And it was it was disproportionate uh, it was t- racially, is what I will say. Yeah,
1: I should look at the uh, Heart and Hustle Award. I think that the Heart and Hustle is, is pretty um, – because that has like more of a service component. I know Nelson Cruz was the Mariners nominee, but it would be interesting to look back at that over the years. Um, okay, yes, it was in the Atlantic. It's called How MLB Announcers Favor American Players Over Foreign Ones. Um, and it's just, I think, really interesting and, uh, it's always something that I've meant to sit down and track. Like, um, then of course, you know, we have some. Animalistic language used with certain players. I've heard Chapman described as a horse many times, or a beast. Who gets to be a beast? Yeah, the beast versus the grid. Go back to grad school, Carson, and, and write this for me. I can't, yeah, that's
0: not going to happen at all. <laughs> a couple comments. Uh, a couple comments. One is, um, uh, I, I, I don't know if uh, it's addressed in this particular piece that you're citing, but I do know that uh, along with some friends, we used to track, um, anecdotally at least. The way that uh, certain players' arms were described um Ooh. because I think i think w- more frequently than not ichiro ichiro's arm was described as a laser
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is like has sort of like te- like a technical component mm. not a <laughs> technological component as well um not unlike the um the sort of products uh, that uh, we that the come United out States. of his comb country. <laughs> right, right. Home so, country. Yes, where, yes, where, of course. <laughs> whereas there is a, uh, there is also there are cannons and mm-hmm. rockets as well. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. are, yeah, there might be some. Uh, that's one. I'm going uh, with regard to Nelson Cruz's, um, I guess what his his uh, heart and hustle. Heart and hustle. I, I have to believe he got it mostly for the heart. You um, know, I don't yeah. think Nelson Cruz's,
1: <laughs> would, right. <laughs>
0: The hustle, I, I mean, I suppose hustle is only ever measured, like, relative to one's own physical limitations.
1: Right. Compared to me, uh, mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz is very speedy. Yeah. And also, uh- like, maybe, like,
0: relative, maybe the, the implication is relative yeah. to other people, his size
1: <laughs> and his
0: age. Because he's he's getting older now, isn't he? He's
1: 37. 37,
0: right. He had a bit of a, um he had a bit of a late debut, I think. He was a quad, a slugger for a while.
1: Yeah, he is an interesting case, um, as far as, you know, a guy who kind of comes out of nowhere, or he, he came from somewhere. He was one of those big power guys, but, but can he? But will he? Um, which I've been looking at a lot lately because, you know, we have, uh, the emergence of Jose Altuve and it's fun to look back at his old scouting reports and see, um, you know, but can a can someone so short hit? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just funny how four years later you know, he really has broken the mold. For like, I don't know if they're writing that in scouting reports anymore. And it's amazing to think that one player can so shift the the landscape of what it means to be a baseball player. And that's why I love baseball because um, you can overcome these physical limitations or it is what's seen as a limitation.
0: Right or at least there's the illusion that there's some sort of mobility that's that's the nice thing and and there are some as you note some prominent examples um here and especially, can, oh, can we return ahead. to this matter that is at least as <laughs> pressing for me I consider pressing
1: the good face
0: yeah, but this is the uh, this is the challenge though procer is okay right the good face is right it's it's sort of it's generally used to notice as sort of beyond just like sheer um Attractiveness. It's also didn't you know like a certain type of magic. <clears throat> what player? But but yes, there maybe there's an aesthetic quality too, and it's supposed to correlate positively with talent. Which player do you think has the has the least amount of the good face? Relative.
1: Oh no, no! I wanted to talk about the most. No, oh. no.
0: Relative to relative to his actual skill. So he, so so he's got a bad face, maybe, but he's really good. Uh, I mean, you could do the reverse too. The handsomest, the handsomest player to be bad. At the, the handsomest same time.
1: player to be bad. I know exactly who the handsomest player to be bad is. Unfortunately, oh, who's that? Is he? Um, I don't think you'll know him because he never made the majors. But his name is Austin Wilson, and he was drafted by Seattle in the first round. Is that out
0: of Stanford?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And my lord, is he. <laughs> Is he handsome? Well he's he, also
0: he's like a physical specimen. Like he looks like a teenager. He is a physical specimen. Yeah.
1: Yes. He is he is large, he's six four, uh all muscle, and he just he looks like a Greek god. Like he's a beautiful, beautiful human. And he plays baseball about unfortunately, about as well as um like he looks like a movie star, but unfortunately, he also plays baseball like a movie star. Yeah, it's it's strange though because, like he
0: he was obviously selected. He was uh, he was a good collegiate player at Stanford. He was at Stanford. Yeah, and he was obviously also selected to some degree based off of, like the the promise that he would be able to translate some of his his physicality into baseball skills, mm-hmm. and. Um, at the, this exact same year, uh, Aaron Judge is a player who was good in college, but but a bit raw still, and and was selected in part because there was the possibility that he would be able to translate some of his physicality into baseball skills, and that worked out. That worked out very well.
1: That worked out very well for yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and by the way, they were selected. They were selected in the same in the same draft, um, Austin Wilson and, and Aaron Judge, and it was not and it wasn't that many selections apart. Um, but now that now that I say that, I'm not.
1: A... That makes me feel great. Yeah, <laughs> it um, was like uh, 15, there, it's 15, also... 15 picks
0: apart, roughly. Cool,
1: cool. Uh, it's also uh, I to be fair to young Mister Wilson. Um, if he had gone to a system that was maybe not the Seattle Mariners who have had historically bad development, uh, there's a chance he is still able to be a good MLB yeah. player. Um, but that did not, uh, didn't happen, did, did it come out for him? But you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he goes on some casting calls where they're looking for a baseball player and, um, you know, he can, he can be cast in some, yeah. Some films.
0: Well, good luck. Uh, good luck to us. It actually appears as though he passed the <laughs> at least part of the 2017 season with the, the Cardinals. Um, although...
1: Yes, I believe he was... Re- yeah, it appears as though that's the case
0: he was, he was selected in the Rule 5 draft. He actually had... Uh, yeah. He was decent at one point. He had a decent... Um, well, it was, he was a 22-year-old in low A ball, I guess. Um, so there's some natural advantage there, but... But what about what about what about among baseball's Art. best players, who who is the least likely? I mean, I yes. suppose that there are some. I mean, to some degree, like Jose Altuve, without having to comment much on like how handsome he is or not, he was obviously he did not uh, he didn't he did not radiate, um, I guess um, what, um, physical prodigiousness.
1: Uh, no, he is shrimpy. Yeah, he looks like a shrimp, but he does have the good face. Have you seen the pictures of him after uh, they clinched? Or no, after they won the um, ALCS? Oh, man, or no, after the ALCS yeah. when he's like running around. Are you talking
0: about the ones where he's hugging, hugging Carlos Correa? Hugging, do- yes,
1: leaping into Carlos Correa's arms. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. And yeah. just just I think there's something about Jose Altuve where just the pure joy lights up his face, and um, you know you,
0: yeah, well, he has the same amount of joy as everyone else, but but it's it's compressed,
1: <laughs> so you get <laughs> more joy per molecule, yeah, per that's right, face yeah, yeah, molecule. which is why
0: yeah. <laughs> Which is why much bigger players are so stoic.
1: Well, because <laughs> it's
0: it's spread out. No, right,
1: right. That's what I mean, Aaron Judge does have a nice smile, but yeah, that smile has to cover mm. so much more terrain. Oh, I've never mm-hmm. thought of that. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's a, that's yeah. a great. That's insight. why
0: chi- that's why children children can experience so much. That's why they can be wildly excited because it again they're experiencing the same an adult level of joy, but it's it's, it's all
1: in their tiny little it's compressed. My yeah. other theory and why I think why why I think we can't get over the Altuve is short and judges, you know, that was all anyone talked about through the whole ALCS, right? It was everyone mm-hmm. was just waiting for the opportunity to have Altuve standing next to judge again, uh, which was unfortunate because judge didn't, uh, didn't spend a lot of time on second base. Um, he just did mostly hit homers <laughs> and struck Yeah, out, that, that was basically yeah. two true outcomes. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was basically at home plate with, like, very brief visitations of the bases. Uh, so we didn't get what we wanted, but I think that the reason we can't get over that is because... You know, by the time you get to be our ages and you're, you're jaded and cynical and your eyes have seen all the, the world has to offer. And then this shows up and it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. and you get to be a kid again. You get to, uh, just like for a kid, everything, every building is the tallest building and every person is the, the most interesting person. You know, you're, you're taking in all these new experiences all the time and everything is, um, the most Mm-hmm. So we get tired of that. We lose that as we get older. But then we see something like this, and it's like, oh man, that is a really tall person next to a really short baseball player. and uh You get delighted all over again, childlike.
0: Yeah, I suppose what you're uh, you're looking for those things. I don't know if I need all those anymore, Closer. I don't know if I need these, you, these moments. You don't need of, to of, of quiet beauty. No, I don't know.
1: I don't, know. Know if, I don't need. well. Uh, what? but you have a you have a kid now right how old yeah. is your hey, little how old is your little child he's 3
0: months today actually
1: oh happy 3 month anniversary yeah i guess of so listen life. i want
0: to i want to conduct an experiment with you i did this with uh, are you familiar, do you know eric longenhagen at all
1: oh yes yes i okay. i have been um, annoying him quite a bit because the mariners aren't doing instructionals traditionally mm-hmm. so i've just been begging him basically if he sees any mariner anywhere like even out to eat like just I, i'm desperate for news okay. who are you seeing what, there eric what are they doing leave yeah
0: so 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 i did this i performed this experiment the other day now he is a uh, he's a nice boy eric long is a nice boy he's a thoughtful <laughs> boy um and he's also he's also um but at the same time he's <clears throat> he's a, chi- a childless person and more more relevant he's a
1: child free person his that's childhood. what we. That's what we like to be called. <laughs> <laughs> that's <was> fine.
0: <laughs> I respect. I honor. I, <laughs> I, I. I allow you to stand in your truth. Let's. Um. So I would like to conduct an experiment. I did this with him the other day. Um. Now I. Up. Hitherto. Uh. I have been summarily underwhelmed by every child. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: every child, because I don't care about other people's children, and that mm. remains the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I've done is I've sent you a photographic photographic image. Oh,
1: oh, yes. Are you, you, in, have are you my, in receipt? My, yes my my phone has buzzed and I okay. saw that there was a name attached, but I thought you just wanted that's, okay. that's from me. Yeah. Yeah. So am I to look at this? Can, yeah, can I look, I look it at it, it yeah, now? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's what you are supposed to. You don't, don't don't necessarily react right away, but just uh, become acquainted with this photographic image I've sent along.
1: Oh, oh. Okay. Do you see this? Do you oh, see it? Oh, Yeah. Hi, little okay. dude. All right, face. that's a little.
0: Okay, so, so here's what I'm curious about. I've sent you a, a picture of my son, Jackie. Yes, that's right? a good name. Yeah, I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a very handsome child, is my opinion on it. Okay? But I also know that I'm his father, that mm-hmm. I share genetic material with him.
1: Mm-hmm. And also and that, the the biological drive to keep him alive, right? Uh, so, yes, mm-hmm. it's strong. Mm-hmm. Also,
0: and then there's the. <laughs> Then there's the ancillary drive, which is my wife's fury, if if you, <laughs> if you weren't kept alive. So there's the combo package. The combo package of mm, responsibility. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um, You're not going to make I me also tell know, you that I don't
1: think your baby that is that cute, are you? You're not going to try to rope me. I'm not going to make you say anything. I'm not going to make you say anything. I'm interested. Right. Okay.
0: No. What is, so my 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 point is, what is your assessment of this child you see before you? What do you see? Are you like, oh, that is a handsome child? Or you're like, yeah, I, you know, it looks like all the other ones I've seen. See,
1: this is a trap. You are, you are forcing me to tell you that this, this is, a – I mean, this is a, this is a cute child. This is a cute baby. But yeah, it looks a lot like all the other babies.
0: I I, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Because I, just, no, no, this is the test. That's exactly what Eric said too.
1: Okay, thank goodness. Yeah,
0: he said no. It just looks. Yep, it looks like all the others as far as I'm concerned.
1: I, I mean, I also I have a nephew, and I think my nephew is very cute. Um, but also, when he came out, he looked like an old man, and um you know oh he oh yeah he looked like a so i I mean I don't know it, it has taken like a full year for him to really round into fully adorable human. yeah
0: <laughs> let me say let me say another reason why, and i and I think this is sometimes overlooked why i why this image brings me some pleasure is because – now, he's smiling in it. Oh, He's yeah. doing all the things that, that he should be. You'll notice that he is holding on to a, a package of oyster crackers.
1: Mm-hmm, hmm So he's a true, a, a true main baby,
0: right? Well, n- not just that. This is only this is only like three days into him being able to hold on to things. So that's interesting.
1: Oh, so it's a, it's a delightful new, new skill yeah. he has. Mm-hmm. And the
0: other thing is when I see him smiling like this, it brings me joy. Because I also have internalized all the moments when he's not smiling and mm. which bring me the opposite of joy um, because he is – he's crying loudly, for example, mm-hmm, or something along those lines. But yeah, no, this was just an experiment. No answer you were going to give was wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean he, fine. He, he's he cute. He's a cute baby. Yeah, he's fine. He's yeah, a, that's he's fine. fine. He's a fine, cute baby.
0: Yes, that's all I need to do
1: to say. But he's still in that stage where he looks like all the other babies. Every baby right. under 6 months old all look alike. Yeah, I, that's fair.
0: Yeah, some of them are some I some of them are pretty ugly.
1: Some of them yeah, they're they're not they're not always cute mm. babies, no. But the vast majority mm. of and some of them are extremely cute. In the in the same way that like some people are more physically attractive than others right Mm -hmm. like you're just like wow that is a an astoundingly attractive person
0: i wonder who the austin Mm -hmm. wilson of babies is Uh,
1: i don't know i can we be
0: really attractive but just talentless (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's not fair it
1: goes to pick something up and it just can't just whips
0: yeah just whips um hey let's let's uh um, let's get real for a second, Brewster. Okay. Uh, the last time we spoke, it was during March, I guess. And, uh, that was, that was, that was the beginning of the baseball se- It was, you know, predated the baseball season, 2017 season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was s- seven months ago, over seven months ago now. And so what, I- what have you been doing in the meantime? <laughs> <laughs> and that was also the first time we spoke. So... What have you been doing in the meantime?
1: Uh, weighing and measuring other people's babies on the, some kind of arbitrary scale, I guess. No, uh. Um,
0: you don't have a, you don't have a hotter knot, you don't know, have <laughs> like a
1: hotter knot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I so I'm, I'm a talent scout and I just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's hard once you start like analyzing baseball players and especially gotten very interested in the minor leagues. Um, and you know it, it's hard not to not to bring that scouting mindset with you to, you know, like I I judge my subway sandwich artist. Gosh, you are no Jose, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so you know. So you do something enough times, and you develop a, a set of criteria for how it should be done, right? Which maybe comes back into why scouting is hard because you have this criterion when someone like jose altuve shows up i don't know what i would do with a very short sandwich artist would i judge them differently i don't know if height uh is one of the
0: tools in
1: in sandwich artistry
0: sandwich in the manufacture of sandwiches well
1: i mean there's a counter right so are you
0: talking about literal subway like like you're going to the subway
1: no i'm talking about talking about subway the sandwich restaurant
0: Yes, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, sorry, like literal Subway Zoom. There's a there's I will say I it's hard for me if, if a person of your are discerning your discerning taste it's hard for me to imagine you going there. And I but I, I recognize I'm bringing a little bit of baggage of myself. My wife and I came across um when we were undergrads, we we had like a booklet of coupons or we came across a lot of Subway coupons somehow. Mm-hmm. And we ate too many Subway sandwich, too many Subway brand Subway sandwiches. And um, we turned ourselves off almost permanently. Mm,
1: there are a lot of worse places you can eat than mm. Subway if you just need a sandwich. Um, so, you know, when you're out and about and, and doing things, when you're on the road especially, it's it's hard to find good, healthy eaten options. So Subway is uh, – I've been on cross-country road trips. I think I've done it five or six times, um, just from various moving my life back and forth between Seattle and various points east where everything seems to happen. Um, and those subways have been literally at times a, an oasis in the desert. I'm thinking specifically of a very long, dull stretch in California, an oasis in the desert, and you can go in and you can get some vegetables and, uh, feel moderately okay about yourself.
0: Yep. I see that uh, I see the draw. Ruth mm-hmm. sir. Yeah, I see the draw. I'm not going to uh I'm not going to lambast you. Lamb-based. Lambast you? I'm not going to lambaste mm. you either. I will, will be, in neither <laughs> case will I do it. You're perfectly entitled to be whatever sort of uh sandwiches uh, you please. Yes, although I have but,
1: now revealed that I eat at Subway enough often enough to have a preferential sandwich artist. Um, who has recently left, and I've not. I'm, I'm glad for him. He's a very good sandwich artist, um, and he's moved on to bigger and better things, apparently. Um, but I am, I am a little hmm. sad.
0: Did he get called up to a more prestigious subway location? He got
1: called up to a job that uh, didn't involve him making sandwiches. So, you know, it was, no. it's it's a big step forward for Jose. So happy for him, <laughs> but also his replacement is nowhere near as good as he was. Yeah,
0: well, maybe after uh, after some time spent in the trenches, metaphorical trenches. They don't have real trenches at a I think
1: place. it it could probably actually be described as a trench. You know, you're standing back there and you're um in your in your sandwich hole.
0: So what are the tools do you think height I think that I think there has to be a baseline of height, but I don't think it has to be um I think uh, a, there you know there's a large range of acceptable heights for
1: well, the, the, uh, there's a wingspan maker. issue as well. Like, you know, where, where when you reach out, you've got to be able to get all the way to the, to the stuff in the back, which tends to be the less popular vegetables, but, um, those are the ones I like, you know. Get, go get me my jalapenos and get a hearty scoop. I actually heard
0: a horrifying rumor about you. What? Is that, yeah, I heard it. This is a, that your favorite vegetable Whatever to put on your sandwiches is a banana pepper.
1: Oh, I like banana peppers quite a bit. Oh, you really do like banana uh, peppers? Yeah, I really actually do like banana peppers.
0: Yeah. Do you do you get banana peppers on a sandwich?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? Huh. Especially if one is eating at Subway where um, things are a little bit bland. You know, mm-hmm. Put some banana peppers on there. Those are the pretty yellow guys, right? Yeah. 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 What? Uh, what? Yeah. Are you... Are, you don't like banana peppers? No, I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just
0: thought as if they were universally reviled.
1: What? Yeah. No. No. What? What peppers are bad? All peppers are good. Okay. <laughs> they just you know you can't deploy them all the time, which is a little bit uh, unfortunate with the jalapeno peppers that uh, people just have jalapenos all the time. And they're like, why not scatter some jalapenos across the top of this? No, yeah. no. There's a time and a place. Um But bananas are a little more approachable. They're a little more mellow. They're a little bit of uh, sweet, spicy. They're, yeah. And they're colorful. I don't understand do you, Stu. has changed you. <clears throat>
0: do, do you think that your interest in the minor leagues is proportion proportional to the lack of success for your club at the major league level?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it certainly is. Um And also... Uh, I've described it before using the metaphor of like a, like a lily pond. Um, We have an entertaining club on the surface because the way the club was built was by buying the most expensive player at the player store in Robinson Cano. um, And by signing lots of people. Uh, with very little homegrown development, you know, there's a James Paxton, but that the, the stem on that one is all wonky, uh, keeps having problems. Um, so there are fun parts, but everything, nothing that's rooted in development. There's the Kyle Seeger, which is just, just that one has it took root and it grew and despite any other much like tupac uh okay, yeah. rose from rose from concrete that is kyle seeger's development under the Jack Zaretnick years yeah kyle seeger's tupac checks yeah
0: if i can um, count all the sentences i began with much like
1: much like, <laughs> much like tupac well you know he's a kyle seeger was, was a, almost an
0: accident right
1: i i mean you'd have to talk to his parents about that i guess but <laughs> He was
0: a ba- almost a, ba- a baseball accident. He was almost an accident in the, in, in the Mariner system.
1: Yeah, he only um, became ours, I think, because no one else knew he was going to be Kyle Seager. And so they were like, well, you know, we've already picked up this Dustin Ackley. We're sending a bus to North Carolina anyway. Why don't you get on? Well, that's what, yeah, uh, that's what I was
0: if- thinking. Uh, uh, of. Do- Was he selected in the same draft or nearly the same draft as Ackley? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just a few rounds behind him. Uh, Back when the Mariners were real bad and had a lot of picks towards the beginning Mm -hmm. of the draft, a lot of supplemental things and that kind of thing. So
0: they were, yeah, okay, yeah, those guys were selected the same year. So it really was Mm. a case of... um, (laughs) We've
1: already got you. Yeah. Why don't you come along?
0: And why don't you come along? And Seeger, because Ackley... So Ackley obviously wasn't like a huge guy, but he, but even though he was, I mean, he was mostly playing first base, um, I think for UNC his junior year, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I think it's um, a throwing situation going on, uh, and but he uh, they selected him anyway. Uh, I think based just off like they, I think that his bat was regarded. You maybe know this better than me, but what I recall is his bat. Was regarded as major league ready almost. Yes, um, the
1: best bat in the draft.
0: Right, and it would require little incubation.
1: Right, too big to fail. Mm-hmm. The yeah, it was it was supposed to be uh, unmissable talent.
0: Yeah, there's a way of missing sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, especially when uh, you know player development is poor, and Ackley is not one who has gone on to great success elsewhere. Uh, he's kind of puttering around you know he went to new york for a while and didn't do much and got hurt and now he's in the angels organization puttering around in their uh triple a team
0: yeah
1: yeah it's a it's a it's a little bit sad and i'm again uh i don't know if that was that that i don't know how you take someone who is so good in college and then just they tank so hard at the major league level. Um, and by the way, like, he crushed
0: so, AAA as a 23-year-old. And yeah. then again as a 25-year-old during, what well, like, slightly more than 100 played appearances. And um, he played there the, the entire season this year and did not crush it.
1: No. At, at some point, you know, I think uh, just mentally it mm-hmm. – you're in a tough spot. Uh, I'm looking at Dustin Ackley's face right now to try to determine whether or not he or has it. the good face. But yeah. the beard is in the way. The, the beard, uh, this is perhaps apocryphal, but I'm going to tell this story anyway because it was told to me. Um, supposedly, his wife, who is a, a, a jealous creature, insisted that he grow the beard when he entered the minor leagues because she was afraid he was too handsome. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she insisted that he get the beard to, to to shield his beauty from the, the I guess hordes of fans yeah. that she assumed were going to be coming through the minor league town. Too handsome, huh? Too handsome. That's a trouble that Toot.
0: some of us must contend with. <laughs> <laughs> the.
1: Uh- I like that it sounds, you know, it feels like a like an old story. It feels like a folktale or something, like the woman who insisted her husband grow a beard that wrapped entirely around his face to shield his beauty from the world. Like that is some that is some fairy tale powerful stuff right there.
0: Yeah. And I don't uh well I suppose we don't know maybe it's, uh we don't know all of the possible Uh, consequences of growing the beard, I guess. We don't know it all. We're not not privy to his life. That is a... No, maybe maybe
1: beardless Dustin Ackley has a totally different experience.
0: Who knows? Yeah, that is an unusual request. If it's true... No, I suppose it's an unusual request even if it's not true. Uh, It's an unusual thing even to think. What would be weirder if that were true or if someone had invented that story?
1: Uh, You know, my uh, creative writing... Professor in college used to talk about the uninventable detail and he would comb our stories and try to, try to pin which one, like, it was too, too sort of weird or too perfect or too, too real sounding, I guess. Um, you know, too, it reeked of verisimilitude, I mm-hmm. guess. So he would, that try happens to pin if I don't take a shower what he for a week. Unin- uh, <laughs> you reek of, reek of verisimilitude. <laughs> I mean, you have a you have a, a small child, so it's a, it's understandable. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of new parents reek of verisimilitude. Yeah, or something else. Verisimilitude, yeah. and uh, yeah, exactly, and uh, whatever that goo is that comes out of babies. Like I said, child-free mm-hmm. life. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, the uninventable details. So there is, first of all, not only do I I don't have reason to doubt the person who told me said story, who is someone who covers the Mariners uh, on a daily basis, but also, yeah, like you said, that feels like an uninventable detail. Like, this is not a person who is given to wild flights of imagination or fancy. Very... uh, Stoic sort of beat writer type, Mm -hmm. and I just, I can't see him making that story up, so I have no reason to doubt its veracity. Yeah, that
0: is a, that's an interesting request. Too too handsome.
1: Too handsome to live. (laughs) Too Too, handsome to be unleashed on the the minor league. (laughs) Well, Hmm. I mean... Some, if you take away the beard he does have a handsome face it's very very blue eyes It's sort of like a poor man's chris bryant look.
0: yeah well the uh dark the other dark features coupled with the blue eyes is uh particularly striking oh, but,
1: that always makes things stand like pale blue eyes and dark mm-hmm. hair is a very compelling combination yeah, it is which is interesting because this is none of the stuff that Good Face is about, right? Like, Good Face is about the bone jaws? structure. Jaws? You think and, it's about uh, jaws? Jaws. Oh, it's it's always – I think lantern jaws mm-hmm. are very much uh, part of that.
0: It must be – well, so how do you – that's just an angle, right? Like, how that happens? It's just the, what, the degree to which the jaw protrudes? Or is it like a like at the base of the jaw, like back behind the ear, like – some, there must be something right with the relationship between that, and then, the where it is where it ends up, like you know, relative to the face.
1: Yeah, it's like how far that lower jawbone, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of juts and out, and maybe
0: like how uh, parallel it is to the ground too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Ben Gamel? Ben Gamel's jawline—it is—he uh, is- again. I don't know if he has a. a, a a person who is telling him to cover that jaw with a let's fine see, Ben layer of hair. Oh yeah, eh. yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh his it's like a spade. It lo- it looks like a garden spade. But then
0: there's something else that can happen too because he actually has. Let's see. He also has kind of like um, like his cheeks. Not the cheek part, but like just behind, like tucked in behind the cheeks, the muscle, the muscle there. It like almost protrudes at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: sometimes yeah it's... Yeah, it's, it's in, I don't think it's technically the good face uh, what or, he has or traditionally yeah I always think of um, which makes sense because he's a Seattle Mariner and we don't really have we have discount versions of everything because mm-hmm. um, they're all things that uh, Depoto has gotten on sale somewhere. So what do
0: you think of as yeah. as like the as the typical example of the good face like what's the er good face?
1: Hmm. I mean, I think you can see it a little in Trout's face because it. it I mean, mostly his neck. He's just got such a big. You're saying neck. he has? He's got the and big.
0: The, he's got the good neck then.
1: He, he he's got the good neck, yeah. And the neck kind of the neck is the the entry room to the face. <laughs> That's right? true. So you you start That's with, true. you start with the neck, mm. and you're like, wow, this is. I think Rumi said that. I believe is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw it on a tea bag <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yeah,
0: the neck is. Yeah, I think that's I saw that too. Yogi, yeah. I believe so, a yogi know, just, tea. Yeah, yes,
1: mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you you start at the at the neck and just like with a grand entryway to a house, you're like, wow, the rest of the house must be impressive. And well, I'll tell you, so I'll
0: tell you who I've always thought of as having the good face, and, and of course, this is not really account for you know all-time players. This is actually, this is a player who was active roughly around the time that Moneyball was released and he also, Mm -hmm. uh, he also played for the A's so that kind of compounded the fact. But he wasn't regarded as like a Moneyball type player until it became clear that he was like, he was like, he was like Moneyball redux, right? Because he, he uh, had a lot of defensive value so then he was sort of like, you know, stage two of the sort of analytical um, movement. Uh, but it's Ryan Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Sweeney Ooh. played for played for the A's mostly. Um, played a season with the Red Sox. Played some other teams. Do you remember Ryan Sweeney?
1: I do not. I'm looking at a picture of him now. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a well, that's a friendly looking face. Yeah,
0: it's a friendly looking face. But there, to me, for some reason, to me, the good face. It's more often blonde. There's blonde hair around the good face because it, it has to have again because I think of it as having this sort of like. Like there's like a halo effect, a halo quality to it, mm-hmm. um, but but perhaps that's false.
1: Yeah, that's part of the trouble with the idea of the good face or using that as scouting, right? Because there's some. It's almost impossible not to read um, moral valuation on top of that mm-hmm. physical valuation, right? Like, oh, he has such a nice face. Uh, the halo effect, yeah, yeah. Um, and again the. Uh, troubling aspects to that but i am looking so we didn't talk enough about a chin i don't think like you think yes, the, chin is the lantern significant... jaw okay, yeah yeah I, yeah the chin is like the keystone to the whole face do you
0: want me to look at another chin Should I invest uh,
1: yeah yeah let's find out who has the best chin because um, i'm trying to think judge of course has a very prominent chin because of his and it's funny when i googled good face baseball i got uh, a lot of images of both trout and judge Mm-hmm. Who I don't know if they are the er good face isn't that reverse
0: engineering are... the the sort of good face like they have the good face because they are very good,
1: yeah, that's exactly um and I'm wondering if while I'm thinking of the good face when I'm trying to think of these what I should do is sit down with a with like a picture book of a bunch of players mm-hmm. and just try to land on who I think has the best face. But you said something earlier um, that I wanted to come back to. You said something about, like, a magic quality. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think th- I have to make space in this discussion to talk about Robinson Cano's face because... And Robinson Cano's smile, okay. particularly, because it is the most beautiful smile <laughs> I've seen on a human ever. And I don't know. Is this me? Because he's uh, he plays on my team. Is this my yeah, equivalent yeah, of, like, the yeah. baby? Like, uh, look at this, look at this smile. How can any smile be better than this smile? Am I biologically, do I have a biological imperative to protect Robinson Cano's smile because my team is paying him $240 million? Uh, but no, I think it's just, I think it is a really good smile. I, I posit that his smile is the best in baseball. And I, I feel, I feel that that's an objective take, even though I'm invested in him, I, I, objectively think Robinson Cano has the best smile in baseball.
0: I think that what you might be exhibiting right now is something along the lines of what what I'm experiencing with my with my son is because I have as you noted like I I do have some incentives to or not incentives it's not as though I'm I'm willing it into action but my but the you know because of a because of our context because of our context together I'm prone to f- favoring him, his smile over mm-hmm. others, or his face over others. I think you, I think mm-hmm. you are doing the same thing with Robinson. That said, uh, sure. Sure, it's good. <laughs> it's good. You know, I want to say something. I, uh, I always feel, um, and we referenced this a little bit at the beginning. I always feel, let's see. I think it's unavoidable. And yet sometimes I feel a bit. I don't feel entirely at ease discussing the physicality of players. Um, And I I don't think it's because I'm worried about uh, being – people suspecting that I'm a gay person. Um, I don't think that's it at all uh, because I'm not really – I'm genuinely not worried about that. I think what it is is this because I already regard – and this probably, again, more baggage – These I already regard these people, or these people, and maybe I could say it more objectively. These people are already guarded nearly as godlike at some at some level, right? Mm -hmm. We have already put them aside as um,
1: the cute babies, the special cute. Yeah, there's this right. There's the cute babies.
0: They're already receiving now. Right, they're already receiving loads of money and adoration, and I think probably in this case, Mm -hmm. the adoration is probably more important than the money. Um um because there are a lot of people who rece- who receive lots of money and no adoration, right? Um and some of them are associated with baseball. Like like Jeffrey Loria. Jeffrey Loria has a lot of money. He got zero mm-hmm. adoration. Zero. Yeah.
1: Can you can you get negative adoration? Because I believe he has negative adoration. Yeah,
0: right. Yes. He could have negative and there are a lot of and, and there's a there are a lot of wealthy people who receive negative adoration. It's that's how they got the money in the first place is by Is by making people other people's lives worse. That's not every wealthy person, obviously, but that's that's one way to do it, right?
1: Right. You can. I mean, not
0: make someone else's life worse for your for profit.
1: Um, I mean, Bill Gates is is a good example because he is doing this amazing humanitarian. Work, but also he shackled us to Windows. So yeah, and I don't think that's the who's worst. Who's the real? I don't know if that's here. the worst
0: example. Like I was thinking, for example, how, <laughs> like Martin Scarelli, for example, who oh, raised the price man. up like a like a like a pretty necessary AIDS medication.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about him and his face because he his face is, and I don't know if it's tied to. The evil things that he's done, because it, it is an evil looking face, right? It is a it's a face you want to punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, actually the punchability of face. it has been
0: I believe it has been studied in an armchair fashion before.
1: Mm, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is this is, uh, is that kind of- I'm tired that we've gone down. But but relevant to our discussion, I mean, you look at him and you're like, mm, you've done a bad mm-hmm. thing.
0: <laughs> uh, just uh, just by just by its very nature. Just you would just arrest him on spec, you think? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, just, uh, yeah, exactly. If you were a totali- uh, if
0: you were a totalitarian leader, one of the ways you would abuse your power is by arresting Martin Scarelli without any investigation beforehand.
1: I, I I mean I would even expand that because I'm already a totalitarian di- evil dictator. What else do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. I would just go around. I would have a smug scale, and I would go around and and look for the people who look the most smug. And what what um, would, would be you your solution? Come-
0: would you you would remove them from society? You would send them to a gulag.
1: I mean, I would maybe have them do some kind of very necessary but unpleasant work. For you know, what I would do is I would make them do any of the various jobs that I have had that have been unpleasant and yet ultimately taught me a lot. Um, I would maybe have them work in some customer service. Yeah, they could answer some phones and have to deal with people. No, that would just harden them. Uh, I thought you
0: were gonna. I thought you said you were gonna make them listen to. NPR game show, Ask Me Another. Because for some reason, I thought you were...
1: <laughs> you thought I was going there. Yeah, I thought... I don't, I don't know why. No, I feel like that, that would reinforce the smugness. Oh, yeah, very because good they're point. Not, yeah, they're not dumb mm-hmm. people, generally. That's how they've gotten to the position of being able to do evil things to other right, people. Right. Um, no, I would. I would... You know what I would do is I would have them volunteer at daycare centers and you would say no we don't want our children exposed to these people but no no because when they are in mass children have all the power um and just yeah i would like martin Shkreli to be left alone mm-hmm. in a room full of kindergartners yeah. cuz they have some size they've got to have some some heft to them so that you're a little fearful of them when they are in And mass. you
0: think that they would overwhelm him is your point.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah.
0: what would you oh, yeah. do so if yeah. you were this totalitarian though would you and say you selected someone again just on site, you do not mm-hmm. understand this person this person's relationships, et cetera, or if this person's actually smug beyond just how he or she looks right but say you selected like you'd like, you selected like a mother of three, and it turns out she's she's a great humanitarian.
1: Yeah, show me a mother of three who has a smug face. You think oh okay, I see what you're saying. You show think me. it's
0: you think that it's it's very difficult to to be smug if you if you're if you're taking care of three. If kids.
1: you are living a life of service to <laughs> others, which parenthood inherently and I know that you know this, um if you are in a position where you have to serve others, mm-hmm. then you lose that smugness really. I don't think quickly. of it as serving, I humbling. think of it as
0: being defeated by others, but it's a similar <laughs> idea, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's a series of tiny daily... Decisions. Yeah, I mean, my
0: my son's been alive uh, for 90 days. And if you were to... At the end of every one of those days, you were to...
1: You just chalk up another L on oh, your Oh, precisely, chalkboard. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, one of us gets a win, one of us gets a loss. It would be... He would be undefeated at this point. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the advantage they have. And this is the advantage a lot of kids have, right? It's like... I can only... <clears throat> like... And, and of course, he's not really—he's not really able to understand threats yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> the my imperative to keep him alive and healthy and safe is—and—and and also just also like emotionally nurtured is so you know mm-hmm. I mean it's it's strong enough that I can you know he can exact terror on me, but I cannot return the favor.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs>
0: He can always yes, go further in that direction and, than I can, um, and I think that'll yes, only become more yeah, pronounced yeah. as as he gets older.
1: Oh yeah! Wait until he can like drive. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. that's the saddest little. Yeah, yeah no,
0: I'm not right. worried about him growing up. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about him growing up and being an. A- like to other to other people, I oh. should say. I'm not really like I, I'm. I get that there will be moments where he's like, I hate you, dad. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. You probably do. I mean, that's just, that's how we do it. I hate, I hate my dad. He Mm -hmm. hated his dad. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we do in this family. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. But I don't want other people to be like, your child is so annoying.
1: Yeah. um, I will say that having been a teacher of Mm. small children, large children, all ages of kids at various points in time, um, You know, some of yep. them are just duds. Yeah, Some of them are duds. They're just – they're not great. And they're much beloved at home, but they're just not uh, – so many kids are just interesting and uh, compelling in some way or another, imaginative, cute, precocious, helpful. And, mm-hmm. But then there are duds. So I don't know what to tell you, man. You've just got to hope that he isn't a yeah. dud.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do hope that. that. I mean, that's the danger of having – just one child, right? Because um yeah. You know, you might end up with, you know, maybe you if you'd had 5, you know, you'd have all different types of kids. But if you have just mm-hmm. one, it's like you kind of, you know, that's that's putting a lot of money on <laughs> on the I
1: will I mean to reassure you, I will say that dud parents tend to have dud children, like when I would meet them at um parent teacher nights or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I see it." Yeah. Uh, that, I see. That, it. This checks out. Yeah. Yeah, again, like. Um, but, you know, sometimes, very, 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 very few occasions, the parents would be lovely and interesting, and I would have to come up with a lot of intriguing or, or a lot of creative ways to uh, hide their child's mm-hmm. dudliness from them. And they would be, they were always the ones who were the most anxious, which was hard because, you know, I think that they sensed uh. that their child might be a dud. Uh, and they just very much wanted to be reassured that they couldn't, but, and I guess I participated. Right, in they wanted little, it to be, alive, to, they wanted
0: some other reason. Trying to,
1: yeah, I mean, I would I would try, I would try to pull out whatever the most interesting thing yeah. the dud had done and be like, oh you know, we've got, we've got this. Yeah, you know, that's the advantage of
0: raising an of raising an anxious child, making your child anxious. I feel like it's Mm -hmm, very difficult. mm -hmm. So I think, like, some forms of this deadness, there's like a kind of, there's like a a bit of deadness in the eyes, right? Yes. There's like just lack of activity. Mm -hmm. There's an inertia Mm -hmm. in the child. And that's like what, if you can pass your anxiety along to your child, like, it's, it's very hard to be... You know, anxiety anxiety makes the mind active. It gets the child moving. Got to protect, protect him or herself <laughs> from the, de- the dangers in the world. You know, now you're saying I always thought, uh, uh, you know, like m- many people out there, I'm an anxious little guy. Um, <clears throat> and I always thought, you know, I want to create a situation for my son where he feels comfortable. You know, he feels like there's a place for him where he can be calm. But... You know now what you're saying is is is, um, is presenting to me the other options. That I feel like it's very difficult for someone to be a, a total dud again while also contending with anxiety because it, mm-hmm, cause it mm-hmm. forces you into action.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you'll get like a, a comedian out of it, right? Yeah, or um, just
0: yeah, just someone who who know who's aware Cause, right maybe because anxiety creates like. Like a, a, a type of awareness, right? You're always looking around, yeah. making sure no, one, no one's good. Getting... I
1: mean, I don't think you have to worry about creating. I think maybe working on the safe space, uh, the comfortable space, is, is more important than worrying about the anxiety because one day your child will discover Twitter. And, uh, you know, that's just yeah. – it's like it's swallowing an anxiety pill that just fills you up for your whole life every day. Yeah. Uh, or as I call it, the the doom box. I wake up in the morning. I open my phone and I say, "Let's see what Let's see what the doom box has for me today."
0: What do you? Uh, that's what is that your first action? Do you have a well a morning no, ritual? My first, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, first, and it's off season now, but uh, I have to see if Jerry has done anything. That's ever since I took over mm. as uh, manager of Lookout Landing. My first action every morning is to wake up as early as I possibly can. And check and see if DePoto has made a move, which it feels like every other day he does it. I know that it's not every other day, but my recollection, looking back, my strongest memory from this past year is being literally elbow deep in pie dough, kneading pie dough um, about to roll it out and my phone started lighting up with all of these because he just made this blockbuster trade for Cattell Marte and Walker, Taiwan Walker, Mm, down to Arizona and in trade for Gene Cigar and Mitch Hanager. Um, And I had to go wash my hands and leave the pie dough where it was and sit down and start Arranging who is going to write about it, so yeah. yeah, that is that is i trying to keep up with Jerry is a a full time activity yeah. um but also we you know it's it's fun to be alive in twenty seventeen and um be like, what's happened today yeah will it be so, so yeah what what, what lar- level of tragedy Yo, yeah yeah are they are anxiety ridden yeah, I'm aware of that um do you think that because you live and i mean i'm assuming that you live in a a similarly anxious state to me because the world is turbulent right now and um, i don't think that's a necessarily politicized statement it's there's a lot of bad stuff going on um do you feel like because you have internalized the anxiety that of being alive in 2017, that you are going to transfer that to your child. Nonetheless, like, you cannot help but raise an anxious child in these current circumstances. Well, uh, so some points. One is you're
0: right. It is turbulent. Two is that sometimes the, like the kind of mechanics that are required of one, because a lot, like a lot of taking care of a child at this stage is, you know, is food and uh, diapers and food,
1: poo, and sleep. Yeah, right? so it's a lot it's of it is that. So it's like yeah.
0: making sure you've nailed that stuff down. But I think that you're getting at something. Which, with that check, I
1: will. I will tell you because I take care of my father who has some health concerns. It's very similar on the other end. One day he'll be doing it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, is that not a reassuring? No, thing it's fine. No, I, I,
0: I, mean, I understand. I'm cascading. I mean, I, you know, I. I think that um, I'm probably more frail than other people at their peak already, <laughs> so I don't think that uh, you know. And there's a relationship uh, between peak and length of you know the length of time for which one flourishes. So I, I don't. Th- I think it'll be sooner than others. But um, yeah, so I think. But I also think you're hitting on you. You make a, a good point, which is that it's difficult to um, it's difficult to. To shroud one's real feelings about the world—it's difficult to disguise those from from anyone with whom you spend any amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't—I don't—I think that I don't think that would be any different. Um, but I don't know. I, I attempt to 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 deal with it by, and I don't do a very good job limiting my limiting the number of times which I go to WashingtonPost.com, and then also tend to participate in the one in this. The one or two small ways that I know actually have like some efficacy.
1: Yeah, I've seen you you posting about that and by the way, good job
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know you should see how smug my face is right now.
1: You <laughs> oh, would no. uh, you would, I would certainly <laughs> I would have...
0: be be transferred to your work camp immediately. Yeah. <laughs>
1: my work my work yeah. camp in uh in one of the various schools in, in Philadelphia, yeah. yes. Uh, listen, Stuley, I think it would actually be really good for you. <laughs> Just I, you would learn a lot. Well, you said you it's in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, is that
0: the yeah. location of the work camp?
1: Well, they need um, they need bodies <laughs> first of all. Uh, literally, when I became a teacher there i was so concerned i had no background in education and i believe that all they did was check me for a pulse before unleashing me into a classroom right, you go. uh yeah so that was uh yeah they just they they need more um adults in their lives the school is the school system horribly underfunded and uh full of a lot of people who don't really enjoy being around children, which seems to me like such a weird choice to yeah. decide to be in education if you don't enjoy children. It's and there's weird.
0: probably also a bit of... Uh, mm, this, I mean, I could be wrong here, but um, one could have one idea about what teaching could might be like and then the, the reality of it, especially if you're in a... Um,
1: oh, yeah. Th- those people usually beat a hasty yeah. exit. Um, because what it is becomes clear very quickly and it doesn't change except that it does change every day. But, um, you know, the demands of it do not change. And I just, I feel like there is a real, hmm, yeah, there's a, there are a lot of lessons to be learned by being utterly and completely dominated by a group of <laughs> children. Yeah. And it it, it will happen. Yeah. You would, uh, you would carry a lot of lessons back with you. Is what I'm saying.
0: I, uh, I hear my son crying in the background, which means that this is that we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's over.
1: What, uh, what a convenient little alarm. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, Kate Prucer, I'm glad that we could. I'm glad that we could talk again uh, after so many months. I very much enjoyed our first conversation, and I very much enjoyed this one. I don't know that we solved anything.
1: No, no. I, if anything, I feel like we made some stuff worse. Yeah, we have
0: definitely made some stuff worse just yeah. by opening our mouths. <laughs> Very good. Congratulations. Oh, all
1: right. All right. Go, go tend to Jackie. So
0: why don't I say this? Um, why don't I say, why don't you stick around for one moment? Uh, but uh, in the meantime, um, thank you, Kate Brusser. Uh
1: Thank you. you yes, yeah,
0: something like that. And I will say, um, that has been Kate Brewster, uh, Managing Editor of Lookout Landing. Is that right? Yes. Managing Editor of Lookout Landing. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio.